What's up guys? Common question that I hear from physicians is about real estate and whether or not the income that it generates can replace your physician salary. I think the underlying frustration with a lot of practicing physicians with the healthcare system and all the stressors there is really amplifying this. Real estate can be a fantastic place to invest. It can be a great place to generate income. But I wanted to talk about today a little bit more around what that looks like and just give you a high level of, you know, how this might work and some of the options to consider. So the short answer to that question is yes, you can for sure invest in real estate and generate more than enough income to replace your physician salary, even if you're a high paid specialist. But of course, there's always a but it's not as easy as what a lot of these real estate gurus make it out to be. And so it's going to require, you know, a lot of hard work and, you know, potentially some risk and it doesn't happen overnight. I wanted to talk through, you know, a little bit more about what that looks like. So what are the ways that you might invest in real estate? It's helpful to look at it like kind of on a spectrum of how active you are in it. And so on one end of the spectrum would be like, pure passive, as in you have no involvement and no responsibility other than you just send in checks to invest and then it happens automatically. It's purely passive, as in you don't have to spend any time on it. And so the most passive, most common form of passive real estate investing is in REITs or real estate investment trusts. A lot of you probably already own this. Maybe you don't even realize it. If you own like a Vanguard total stock market, which are very common in work retirement plans, you own a slice of this already. So like the Vanguard total stock market, ETF, VTI, if you want to look it up, has 3.3% of its holdings in real estate. And so that's basically REITs. You can actually see what that holding looks like by looking up another Vanguard ticker. It's called VNQ, or that's like the Vanguard real estate index fund. But those are good examples. Like if you own the Vanguard total stock market, you already have that 3.3% slice of real estate and it's extremely passive in that you're just putting money into the fund and it just does its thing. VNQ, the Vanguard real estate index, as I was mentioning, probably a great example of like purely investing all your new dollars into real estate. And same thing, it's passive. It just spreads it out. You can look at the holdings within Vanguard, the Vanguard real estate index. For example, so it spreads it out among all different real estate investments. Like it's just very diversified, ultra diversified into all sorts of types of real estate, like residential, commercial, industrial, and then it invests in real estate services. It's just across the board, all sorts of real estate type investments. For example, it has 14% residential REITs. So that would be like, you know, owning a single family home and it's renting it out and then that generates the growth. That is probably the most commonly super passive way to own real estate it requires very little effort. The nice thing about that is it's, it actually is passive. The downside is it's a slow, uh, slow growth kind of thing. For example, like as I'm recording this, the yield, the 12 month yield on the Vanguard real estate index, VNQ is 4.11%. You have to, if you're trying to replace a $400,000 salary, for example, you're going to need like a, a little over $10 million in that fund to, to generate that kind of yield right now, like in today's world. 
And it's obviously going to take some time to build that up. And it's a quite a capital intensive endeavor to generate that kind of yield. So yield would just be like the income it spits out from the fund that, you know, of course that can work well, but it's typically takes a long time and it's going to require that large amount of capital to get to that point of replacing your salary. But the benefit is it's a ultra passive, no real responsibility time. And, you know, that can be a huge benefit. If we go a little further into the more active realm, that's the other side of the coin of real estate. So passive is, you know, no time commitment, pretty low, no responsibility, but on the flip side has a lower return expectation. On the opposite end of the spectrum would be more actively owning real estate. And that's what a lot of you probably hear about, people talk about. So a, an example of that on the other extreme would be like directly buying a single family home yourself. So buying a property, say a single family home yourself and owning it and renting it out and doing the business and then collecting the income, having maybe a mortgage to, to finance it and making turning that into a business. So I would consider that much more active. And that's because like you have to spend your time on it. Or even if you're not literally plunging the toilets yourself, like you have to be responsible for hiring people to go do that and the management of it and tracking the return on investment. It's a lot more time responsibility to do that type of real estate. But on the flip side, it has, it should have much higher potential for return on investment. And you can use leverage, like efficient leverage in the form of like a mortgage. You can get a relatively reasonable interest rate on a mortgage. That allows you to put less of your money in. So going back to what I was saying earlier, like the real estate index, that's 100% your money going in versus, so there's no leverage versus on this more active example I'm giving you, you can, you don't have to, but you can use leverage to, to kind of like amp up your potential growth, but that, that also amps up your, you know, potential for risk. So actively owning real estate is a, on, on the other end of the spectrum, there's a lot of different forms of it. I've gave the example of single family home, but you can do commercial real estate, you can do industrial, you can do short-term rentals, long-term rentals. There's a million different types of ways to do that. I'll link to a show that I did on Finance for Physicians podcast, where I broke down to use real estate to build wealth. And I talk a little bit more about the different ways to invest in real estate. But I think for today, the big point is like the further you go down that spectrum, you have to really think about the responsibility and the time component. And that's the big differentiator is how much time and responsibility do you want to take on? Because that's going to take, a, I mean, you have to have capacity to do that. Now, people sometimes sell this as a passive income stream and it can become like mostly passive, but you have to turn it into to a finely tuned machine of it, like a business basically. And that takes a very long time and lots of effort. So I think the big question, Mark, as far as where you fit on that spectrum, beyond just understanding the different options is like deciding on how active you want to get in the actual business itself and then start to like develop it from there. So it can, more active real estate investing can be a much faster way to replace your physician income. But like I said, it comes with all the, the baggage, the risk, the responsibility, the time component, the headaches, all that stuff comes with it. So uh, there are some hybrid approaches that kind of like are in the middle. For example, I interviewed someone recently on Finance for Physician podcast on turnkey real estate. 
And I'll link to that as well in the show notes. But this is a kind of a way to leverage more of like a team of people to help you buy direct real estate. So like actually buying a house yourself, but hiring this turnkey company to handle most of the steps for you. So it's a way to buy direct real estate without dedicating so much responsibility and time yourself. The downside is you still have to have, you still are responsible for picking the turnkey company. And it tends to be concentrated, like there's not as much diversification and it tends to come with added cost. But it can be a way, like a lot of physicians want to invest in direct real estate, but when you just don't have the time capacity to do it, turnkey real estate investing can be a great way to like get into it without jumping in all the way. That's the other option I'll throw out while we're talking now. But yeah, definitely check out the show that I'll link to on how to invest in real estate. I'll go over a lot more detail today. I just wanted to hit you with some high points. Please know that anything I've said today in this podcast should not be considered advice. It is completely for educational and entertainment purposes only. It would be best to view me as just another guy talking about money on the internet. For advice, please consult your advisors. If you don't happen to have a financial advisor already, I happen to know a firm that's absolutely fantastic. It's actually the firm I started and currently run now, Ren Financial Planning. And we would love to get to know you better and see if we might be able to help. Feel free to reach out anytime to schedule an introductory meeting. You can find more info about us at www.renfinancial.com.